Henry sisters on the 9th of June 1862 on a summer's afternoon I took the bus to Bamberg's and she was heavy laden The way we went along Collingwood Street that's on the road to Bladen Hello and welcome to CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxell, and this is episode 29 of the best damn podcast in coming home Newcastle history. I'm with a man who reserves hotels that are never available for him. Elijah Newsom. Yes. And technically speaking, I didn't reserve the hotel. Someone else did. The hotel just sucks at doing their job. <laughs> if you're in Atlanta, you stayed at the Hilton. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, just rooms not available when they're supposed to be available. Yeah, approximately nine hours after <laughs> they were supposed to be available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotta love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So today we're going to go over just, it's going to be a quicker podcast, I would think. We're going to go over the Liverpool match. We're going to look forward to the uh, Watford preview um, and go over some of how that match went the last time we played against them and but we're going to start with some club news and the first thing that I wanted to mention which was the oddest thing that I've heard in a long time quite frankly and I'm not even like over exaggerating this is a tweet that I saw today about Blythe Spartans which is a if you're not familiar which you should be they're just a northern northern um non-league club uh, near Newcastle, but they're Blythe Spartans FC. You can follow them at Blythe, B-L-Y-T-H underscore Spartans. Um, And this is a tweet that I saw today from Visit North Korea. You can follow follow them at Visit underscore Why would you follow them? (laughs) So Visit North Korea said, and this is the direct tweet, I'll read it. Today, we are proud to announce our new sponsorship agreement with Blythe Spartans FC. We are grateful no for the ch- <laughs> we are grateful for the chance to support clubs in the northeast of England. Hashtag DPRK. Hashtag North Korea. Hashtag Hawaii Blythe. Hashtag Blythe. <laughs> North Korea think, uh, is sponsoring the Blythe Spartans. I think that, like, when North Korea signed this agreement, I think Blythe showed them, like, pictures from a Newcastle match. They were like, this is, this is Blythe. This is us. <laughs> <laughs> this is who we are. It's the oddest news that I've ever heard. In a lo- like, in a long time. It's so out of nowhere. But Visit North Korea is sponsoring a, what are they, sixth tier <laughs> in England? Yeah. Yeah, so I just want to leave with that a little humor to start it off. The, the I'm, I'm very curious <laughs> to know how much money North Korea is funneling into to this non-league soccer team. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a billboard that they're going to have. I don't think it's a jersey sponsor, um, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, that is. I'm. Just, yeah, and for the record, I didn't know anything about that because I've been traveling all day, and so I honestly had like that was a raw reaction that people heard. They should know that. Yeah, there's. Uh, I also would say it's 
it's pretty good to look at the comments because um, they're like responding to some people. <laughs> and you always have, a good idea. Just go. Just, just, you have to look it out. Like one guy wrote, seriously, got to be a wind up. Let's see how many North Koreans are allowed to see Spartans play. And then they said, when we go to North Korea, most of who we speak to knew about the Premier League and were able to talk teams, managers, and players very well. Well, Blythe isn't in the Premier League. I hope, I hope they're not. Like you were saying, I, I hope they're not thinking that. So like, they have, they've responded to a few people. It's definitely worth to check out. Like what, what, is, what is North Korea going to do when they figure out that, like, when they, when they find out that Blythe is not in the Premier League? <laughs> yeah. It's just... It, it doesn't seem like it'll end well for anyone. No. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> that will be the oh, – I mean, just something to watch. I thought it was great. So another uh, a blast from the past is the next thing is Mikel Mourinho. You may know that name. He wanted to leave Newcastle because he wasn't getting the playing time that he wanted. Well, certainly seems like he's not getting the playing time that he – once in Spain either. So Mikel is not doing that good. He had only made five starts this season and they were very underwhelming starts. So he's not getting a lot of playing time at Sociedad. Um, any thoughts on him? Would you take him back? <laughs> no, I mean, like he left for, I mean, we grilled him. I feel like we recorded a podcast talking about Mikel Marino or at least wrote about it. I don't remember. But we grilled him because he left, and like we we saw that it was a blessing in disguise. Like I think a lot of us, a lot of Newcastle fans, kind of felt that it was a blessing in disguise because he obviously wasn't motivated enough to like fight for space. So like, would you even fight for spots? So would you even want a player like that who's not even going to be motivated enough to fight for a spot or stick it out? You know, all that kind of stuff. I.e. Isaac Hayden. You know, yeah, I guess yeah. is that is the closest thing to what we had in Marino now. It's like you don't really look forward to seeing Isaac Hayden in the team sheet because you know that he's not giving it his all. He doesn't really want to be here. And so, I don't know. It, it serves him well that he's, like, you know, not doing too high in La Liga. Yeah. Uh, and I really don't think it has anything to do with ability. I think it all is, like, Will and his personal drive. Yeah. And that, I think that's the most frustrating thing for like the managers as well as like his teammates probably. Um, and probably for, I mean, anyone close to him because it's, it's probably all just in his head and none of it has anything to do with his actual play. Yeah, I agree completely. I know we've, I, I think it was our very first episode. We talked about that and then I know we've written articles on it and stuff. Uh, next bit of news. Last bit of news is left back Jetro Williams. You may have, he's at Eintracht Frankfurt right now and he was a big part in getting them to Europe this year. And they actually made the, the knockout rounds in Europa league, but Jetro, you might know him because he's really close with uh, Georgina Winaldum and they're really good friends. And there was a lot of, times when Wijnaldum would play that Jetro would be at the match also. So he's been linked to us for a little while. Um, well, he's linked again. <laughs> so it seems like Newcastle want to bring him on board. Um, I think Frankfurt brought him in at five mil two years ago. So I, I think it's definitely within our under 10 budget. So uh, something to watch there. Do you know anything Wait, about Jetro? There's, there's, uh, yeah, one, he's one of those FIFA uh, – FIFA legend? Uh, Wonder Kids. 
Yeah, he's like one of the he was. Um, but there's a, a if I'm not mistaken, and I'll do some research on this, um, and then report back to you at the end of the pod. I'm pretty sure the Chronicle wrote an article talking about how there's now another team um, interested in Jetro Williams. So that's something to just keep an eye out on. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, there's it's it's rumor season. That's what time it is. Mm. All right, so we are going to move right into Liverpool. Um, if this is the first you're hearing about this match, I'm sorry. It didn't end well. Um, Newcastle loses 4 nothing. It's our worst defeat since Steve McLaren. Um, and it, it, it honestly wasn't a blowout until after the second goal. I mean, the whole second half was a massacre. But it wasn't as bad as it, I guess, could have been. Uh, but let's let's get into some things. So we tweet after every match, what are your three words? Three words to describe this match. So I wanted to read off those. Some of them are great. Uh, one person, uh, Tony O'Donnell, I'm calling you out because I think the tweet was pretty clear. It said, describe this match in three words. And he used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen words. And that's not including the hashtag Ashley out Rafa goes we go. <laughs> I honestly I didn't even realize that that was, excuse me, a response to that tweet until yeah. like I thought he was just tweeting at us, and then I was like, oh wait, this guy just did not read the instructions. Okay, no, no. cool. Um, so we got with Stephen B. Uh, you can find him at Stephen. Same old shit. Love that. Um, good one m cars northeast limited andy i it's like dot 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 after i can't have the full name out mike fucking ashley yes uh sean s dot 498 poo poo poop Uh, paul yeah paul chapman chapter 67 egyptian tom daly i'm not sure i get that reference i know tom daly's a diver do you understand? So that, that's the that's 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 it. Okay. So that was I, the reference. Like oh, most oh my gosh! I just got it! I just got it! Oh! <laughs> I was like, I, oh, you, you win! Know, like, oh, you win! Joke. You're like, I don't get it. The guy's a diver, and it's like, dude, come on, Egyptian. Uh, that was a really good. <laughs> oh. Paul. I'm very happy with that, Paul. Wow. Sorry. Wow. Sorry I, to the. I'm honestly, I don't know if I'm happy with Paul or <laughs> just like disappointed in you. <laughs> Hopefully, I collected connected the dots for so many more people tonight also, but probably not. Yeah. All right. Pub League MVP. What's up, man? Shitty in your wetsuit. <laughs> Zach that Morrison worries. at Zach T. Morrison said, not great, Bob. <laughs> Which, by the way, that was a gif. And I'm, I approve of that. If you got some three, three-worded gifs, yeah. throw, them, throw them our direction. Yeah. I like that. Aaron Schwartzbaum. Thanks, Mike Ashley. Um, San Marino at Lolita wanted it. <laughs> he gave six words, two different tweets, though. Uh, forgotten about it. Let's move on. And then Paul White fold, photo closes out with Mike Ashley inspired. So if that doesn't sum up this match, then I don't know what else will. Um, Elijah, what's I, your... I also just want to point out... I think it's so weird that on Twitter, like, like companies, like people who are like starting their small businesses or like are supposed to be using like these accounts for like professional purposes, just like 
tweet out just personal opinions. Like if your name is Paul White photo and I go to your profile, it's just like your it's like headshots and like your the family shots, the group shots, you got your website link. That's all I expect to see. I don't expect to see like <laughs> you responding to a tweet about <laughs> Newcastle. It's just like wow. Yeah, you know, where is where's the professional? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just like okay. Um, all right, so let's so ha- let's start with what do you think about the lineup that Newcastle fielded out? Do you do you want me to run through the names? You got it. I don't think we have. I mean, you can run through the names. I just think that no one, everyone saw five in the back, bunker down, blah blah blah. Uh, I mean, Isaac Hayden started, which was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I think this was a match where um, we have a lot of games. We've we've played a lot, and we're playing some more back to back kind of. So this is using as much squad rotation as possible because I, I think it was all pretty obvious that this was the most likely zero points that we're going to have. So why not just throw some junk out there and see if we can salvage something and rest some people. Do you agree? Yeah. Okay. I agree. I mean, like, I mean, also it was just who else are you going to play? Like it yeah. was, was a big part of it as well. It's just, I mean, like, like we literally have no other central midfielders besides Sean Longstaff. I mean, bless his heart. And he got it. We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh yeah. But, we're going to talk about that. But like, like, like I was not surprised that Hayden starting. I mean, Shelby's still like on a hospital bed somewhere. So yeah. I don't know. All right. I don't even so think it, that, that game's not even different if Shelby's playing hot take. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I can't argue. Um, so started well for Newcastle, actually. Eighth minute, we had a really good chance. Oh, my gosh, really good chance. Richie uh, received the ball in some space from Diame. Um, and Richie, who was playing wing back, by the way, curled a left foot across into the back post, and Hasselu was unmarked, wide open, eight yards out, and, like, hits it hard into the ground and goes out. I mean, he didn't even hit the target, and it was one of those things where it's like, man, like, that's I saw flashbacks of like Rondon's rocket header goal from earlier this year. That's what should have happened. But I mean, it was perfect cross, completely unmarked man in the box. Should have been a goal. Got to put that away, especially if you want playing time. So this is where we remind everyone that Hasselu played at Mer- at Real Madrid. So just want to yes. keep reminding people. And as Mirza pointed out, Stoke haggled us. For the we haggled for the five million. They wanted more than five yeah. million pounds yeah. For, yeah. for that. Like, just. Yeah. And then the first of many mistakes happened immediately after. Pretty much, uh, it was pretty poor defending from Newcastle. Um, Robertson had a had a cross into the box that found Lascelles, who he headed it straight back to the penalty spot. Which, I mean, nobody's taught to do that. Like, don't head it. Like you just head it out, buddy. Like you don't head it back into play in the middle of the, in the middle of the penalty box. But he Which, heads it. Straight- by the way, happened not once but twice this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he headed straight to Loverin, who absolutely blasted the ball fifteen yards out. Dubravka had a good shot at it. I mean, I mean, no goalie saving that, but Dubravka at least was there. Uh, so one nothing Liverpool, right there in the twelfth minute. Um, and from there, there wasn't really many thing, anything else we had, you know, it, it was surprisingly open 
the play. We had some chances. They had some chances. They they had way more possession, way more opportunities. But you you got to. I was surprised to see that we weren't bunkering. Like I feel like Rafa surprised me every week with his tactics, but he has a reason for them. But after the first half, I have the note here that says you know they've they rallied. They frustrated Liverpool. Newcastle missed a couple chances of their own. They're still in the game, and they have to be more clinical in the final third. That's that's the notes that I had. Did you have any takeaways from the first half? I mean, I was I was honestly a little shocked that the game was so open, and I was like, I think my only note was like, prepare for Liverpool to just bombard us in the second half, mm-hmm. and yeah. which I mean inevitably happened. And so, <laughs> and here we go. So. Two minutes into the second half, it was Salah, the Egyptian Tom Daly. <laughs> uh, got it behind Dummett, and Dummett just literally grabs his arm. Doesn't pull, just grabs it. And all of a sudden, which I feel so sorry for Salah, his legs collapsed. It caused, the grab of his bicep caused his legs to collapse immediately underneath him. Very scary stuff. Um, I hope Salah's okay. And it was an immediate penalty. Yeah. Uh, it was way, way more of an obvious penalty than Iosie getting punched in the face and, you know, Kennedy's arm getting pulled down in the box. But um, if only we could have fouls that hard in the box, you know? If, if only there were some sort of system that, you know, reviewed incidents like this that may be questionable calls. Yeah. All right, guys, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was really bad. I, I like to also point out, um, which people don't, I guess it hasn't really been talked about amongst our staff, um, but this was our, we tweeted about this, and it was our most popular tweet of the year. So good, jo- good job of us. Yeah. Yeah. 120 retweets, 267 likes. So after Damn. this pod, I'm expecting that to be up to like at least 30K. Let's go. Yeah. There's even some Liverpool fans commenting on it. Like, we agree. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you just can't have that. That's not what, what football's about. I mean, come on. That's Anyway, Salah took the penalty, scored. I mean, it was a perfectly hit corner, hit the side of the net, and Dubrovka went the right way, but it's another goal where he just didn't have a chance. Um, you know, Hasselu had another chance, like, almost 10 minutes later, got another header in the box. Um Yedlin made a had a great play. He like nicked the ball right past Robertson and curled across into Hoslu. Hits him right on the head, and Hoslu just hits it wide. I feel like with Rondon, you could have had two goals here, but um, it was ugly. It was pure domination after that, um, and I, I I mean I was surprised that it, that they hadn't scored three or four more goals. But my favorite moment of the match. In the 73rd minute, my man, Sean Longstaff, comes on for Kennedy, Kennedy makes his Premier League debut. I was so happy to see that in a match where nothing's going right. Like, why not? Like, what's – what's, yeah. what's – like, there's no reason why he shouldn't have been on there. Why, I mean, why not? Playing against the best in the world in an iconic stadium, like – Perfect for him. I'm so happy for him, and we've been talking about it forever. So since since episode one, there's been like four guys that I mentioned that I really think have potential, and he is the first one I, I would always name. 
So it's really cool to see him come on and, and actually do well in his Premier League debut. Are you happy for Shawnee? I, I loved his debut. Yes, yes. I'll keep it at that. <laughs> All right. So uh, a couple of chants that we noticed, uh, if Longstaff scores, we're on the pitch. Love that. And he's one of our own. Two things I really liked. But it didn't last long, so he came on in the 73rd minute. In the 75th minute, it was 3-0, Shakiri. Um, not not Longstaff's fault. It was like this dumbest. I've never seen a team struggle to clear a ball as much as Newcastle did. Yeah. And that, it was so bad. Yeah, no, it was, it was Fernandez that cleared the ball off the line. And, and Alexander-Arnold put it in, fa- found Sadio Mane wide open and wide open net too. <laughs> he was wide open, slots it into an empty net. I mean, it was just such an easy goal. I mean, it was a beautiful play by Liverpool. Let's not. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, okay. But none of this happens if I forgot who it was, but one of our center backs like dealt with a ball and instead of like, it was like a, I think it was a cross. And instead of like, like they had, there was tons of space for them to knock in the field but they instead, like, headed the ball towards, like, the, towards, like, the sideline. Mm-hmm. And then someone from Liverpool just scooped it up and cycled the ball back in. And then there was a shot, and then Fernandez cleared it, and blah, blah, blah. It was it's just, like, none of that would have happened if whoever just – I don't remember who it was. It's probably it was LaSalle's. LaSalle. It might have been LaSalle's. Yeah. I, I was just like, why would you head the ball like that there's no, there's literally no one. There's not a Newcastle shirt anywhere near it. It wasn't even a Liverpool shirt at the time because they like headed the ball down instead of just like booting the ball upfield. We are now in the situation. So yeah, yeah, that was that was. I don't know. Boo. Yep, and it was only a few minutes after that, 84th minute, that it was Fabinho who rose up on a corner, wide open, unmarked, got the highest point and headed it right into the net for nothing Liverpool. And it honestly should have been five, nothing. Uh, Sadio Mane broke clear through the middle of the field and hit what hit a shot over the bar. I mean, right after that. So that ended up being the final, uh, four, nothing Newcastle really just, I mean, it went, it just got away from them right after the penalty Goal difference took a hit, so that's not a good sign at all. But they need to just completely erase this defeat. They just need to like never talk about it again and just move on. It's just like you played the best team in the Premier League. They're undefeated. You got you got beat pretty bad, so let's just forget about it and move on. But before we move on, Elijah, do you want to hear some stats? I mean, they're going to be sad, so no. You sure? But you're going to read them to me regardless. So, Um, so actually, well, should I? Yeah, I guess I will. I mean, you have to. Um, 23 games since our last victory at Anfield. 23 of them. Uh, And I mentioned Steve McLaren's worst loss in Steve McLaren. That is true. It was... Five to one defeat against Chelsea in February of 2016, and Sean Longstaff became the 229th different player to represent Newcastle in the Premier League, and the first, actually, he's the first local player 
to pr- to have a Premier League debut since Jamie Sterry in 2016. So, cool fact there. Um, the 538 stats website they were they predicted right with Liverpool with an 89% chance of winning, um, and our relegation percentage stayed the same um, at 22%. Still predicting us to finish with 37 points on the year, which would have a safe by a nice seven points. So they're, they're not predicting us to really be in the thick of relegation for very long. So that's good. All right. So quotes, there are some, I thought pretty interesting quotes here. Just something that, that Rafa said here. He said, against a very good team, you have to take the chances that you have. We didn't do it. And then we paid for our mistakes. We have too many games and we needed fresh legs. Um, it was very run-of-the-mill for Rafa. I wanted to mention his about um, Longstaff. Rafa said, for him, it will be good memories and bad memories. Good because it's his debut at Anfield in a great atmosphere. Bad because we lost the game. But he's a nice lad, a good professional, a good player, and he has a great future ahead of him. So, um, I, just, I hope he gets more games. And yeah, and Longstaff said, it's something I've dreamt of since I was a young kid, and to hear the way in chanting my name is unbelievable. I'm a bit lost for words, really. Um, now, here's the interesting thing. Uh, Rafa said this in the press conference. He said, I was talking with Lee Charnley, and I still have the same feeling that it will not be easy. So somebody asked him directly, he said, Do you, are you close to any signings? And he said, no. And direct response, no. And then they asked a follow-up question and said, Do you th- are you concerned that you may not be close to new signings in January? And he said, yes. Just really just really telling. that It's he, almost as if we've been saying this all along, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we're just going through the same stuff all over again. Um, all right, so give me your best player, Elijah Newsom. All right, I'll give you this real quick. Quick, quick stat: uh, Liverpool paid more for Van Dyke, seventy-five million, uh, than Newcastle paid for the entire starting eleven and bench, which equates to seventy million. So there you go. Another one of those stats, which I feel like we've had one of those almost every game, where there's like another player on the team that's like either more than like our entire starting eleven, or like more than our entire team in general. Yeah. So. Gotta love it. Uh, you said he's my best player? Yeah. Uh, Sean Logstaff, because he didn't make Sean <laughs> I mean, like, I, I yeah. bet that was yours, too, because, I mean, like, I mean, I don't really – no one else stuck out to me positively. But, uh, but yeah, I thought – like, I would, honestly, it's, like, regardless, uh, Liverpool was still very much attacking at that point when he came in. It was a 2-0 game, which means that, like, Newcastle gets one, they're right back in it, blah, blah, blah. But – he didn't. And he really almost make... had a goal. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he... I would have yeah. gone nuts. Yeah. He like he didn't make any mistakes, so he's the best player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because you picked Sean, that was going to be mine. Um, by the way, eighty percent pass accuracy. He had nine touches and a shot on goal in his fifteen minutes. I guess. Um, not bad. Not bad against a, an undefeated Premier League side. Uh, so because you picked him, I'm just going to say Kennedy. It, it, it's for picking the best player. It's more of like you said, who did the least to mess up. Um, and I think Kennedy honestly had a solid day. I, I mean, I just 
I, honestly, I, I'm not. I'm not going to slate really Muto Kennedy or even Hasselu. Hasselu won seven aerial duels. He had a lot of touches. I mean, he should have should have had two goals. A better striker would have had two goals, but it wasn't awful. It's it's just a weird game. I mean, just Liverpool's so much more talented, and nobody's surprised at this result. Just it's just a bummer. It just puts us back down to the bottom of the barrel. All yeah. right, who's your worst player? Now, who's your worst player? Paul Dummett. Okay. That was yeah. a very quick answer. Yep, yep. I'm just I'm I Paul Dummett's not a center back, <laughs> guys. Um, I don't want him playing in a center back in a um, in a five back situation. I, I I get it. He's not really that forward of a left back, but man, he's just out of position playing too. He you know left backs go forward a lot. He's and he's constantly out of position. I don't. It's just not good. Who's yours? I, I very I I don't understand why he's still play. It's not like we are out of center backs, and it's like, and I don't know. Like if you're gonna play Matt Ritchie right wing or left wing back, like there's no reason to have Paul Dummett right next to him. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it's that's like a great it's point. not gonna like improve the synergy if it's Paul Dummett or if it's Fabian Share. Like it doesn't matter who's there. Just pick the best player available. So I don't, I don't know. I just yeah. thought it was weird. Uh, I think my worst player was Jamal LaSalle's. I just, he's just a bad run of form for him. And this wasn't great. He, I, I honestly put him responsible for two of those goals. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't a great performance. For him. I mean, close second would be Hoslow just for pure. He didn't convert those chances. And we yeah. kind of ragged on players for not converting chances on this podcast. So both of them kind of were the worst players. Um, I mean, I give Hostel the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he was expecting to have a chance all match. So, But LaSalle's was expected to defend, and he didn't do that well. So, No, no, not at all. Um, so let's go to the Premier League table. Newcastle stay where they are in 15th place. Uh, right above them is two points above them, and 14th is Crystal Palace at 19. Newcastle has 17, and then below them in order are Southampton, Cardiff City, and then the relegation three are Burnley, Fulham, and Huddersfield Town. So we're right, right now we're still five points clear of the relegation zone, um, and we still have a pretty – well, actually the goal differential now is kind of evening out. So we have the best goal differential of anyone behind us, but no, we everybody ahead of us has a better goal differential than us. So it's kind of – that four goal defeat kind of made everything normal. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's quickly go through Watford. Um, j- just to recap, our last last match against Watford, it was a one nothing win. Um, Newcastle stole the ball a lot from from them. We were pretty effective at creating chances via set pieces, and that was our goal. Um, and Wofford created a ton of chances. They just had the – if you remember, they had the finishing of, like, me and you. <laughs> I'm not – like, in a yeah, Premier League setting. They were awful. They had so many chances and could not do anything. Um, they're very effective at creating those opportunities. They just cannot score those opportunities. So, it was De La, F- La Feu, right? Is that his name? Yeah. Mark De La Feu, Isaac Success, both had big days for them but they just literally could not do a thing on that end. So Newcastle won one to nothing. Lovely. Um, Kennedy had an amazing game. Uh, Fernandez, amazing game. Viedlin, amazing game. 
Dumb it. Amazing game. I'm looking through some of our stuff on that. So, yeah. So, and then uh, Perez actually was a goal scorer in that one. So, fun. All right. So, going into that, let's, let's look at our injuries. And then I, wanna, I want you to kind of take over what you think is going to happen lineup-wise, setup-wise, and all that. So, um, oh, here we go. So, we have – uh, it's Christian Cabasele, I think is his name. Yeah. Uh, he was forced off against Chelsea on, he was collide, he collided with the post and he's going to be a game time decision. Uh, Javi Garcia has like, it just doesn't appear to be figuring anything else like about like nude lineup changes, their manager. Like, he just hasn't really done anything different. <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's they're going to be out. Uh, um, Peña Nerda and Andre Gray are out, definitely. And then it's going to be remain to see about Will Hughes, Prottle, Jan Mott's doubtful, and Cavasele. For Newcastle, Rondon apparently wasn't fit enough. But I'm expecting him to play uh, – Kieran Clark and Darlow will be remain sideline. Key is away on international duty. We would love to see John Joe, but we don't know. And that seems about it. You're up. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be. I think we're. I don't know. I, I think this might be the first time we see a Perez Muto lineup. I don't know. I just. I, I don't know. So I think the back four is going to be pretty similar to what we've had. Um, I hope LaSalle doesn't play, but I'd be surprised if he doesn't play with Fernandez. Um, with Dummett and Yedlin playing with the positions they're supposed to play, uh, Diame holding down the fort and just being a pure just destroyer in the middle of the field. Um, but like Muto or Iose sitting just above him um, alongside the other. And then... Uh, I go Richie and Kennedy out wide and Rondon. And so maybe, I don't know, you could replace Richie with either Murphy or Atsu, I guess. I mean, that right wing spot is just like up for grabs. So yeah. I don't know. I just I just have a feeling that we're going to see a little Perez Muto action. And, and that could be a formation change completely that I'm just not aware of. Like, I don't know, maybe for some reason Rafa goes 4 3 3. I don't, I don't know. But it just, I don't know. I just feel it because I don't think he has enough trust in in, uh, in Longstaff yet. And also, like, if you go Hayden and Diame like in the middle of the field, you're just screaming like, "I'm not going to try to go forward and create any chances whatsoever," because both of these guys just don't know how to pass the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, so is is that, that what you got? That, that's what I got. I, yeah. The only shocking thing is the Perez Muto thing. I don't know. Just feels right. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel right for me. That's for sure. Um, I mean, it just means that there'll be an offensive player that creates. I mean, and Perez will just still do whatever he does. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. So for Watford, I think. There's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be pretty similar. Uh, I think Rafa kind of unlocked the code. It's going to be a little bit different. I think 
just the individual skill of their players are going to create a lot of chances. Um, but Newcastle's been pretty good at stealing the ball and getting on a counter. So if we are going to get something, that's how we're going to do it, I think. I, I really think – I mean, I think Rondon is going to have a pretty big day. Um, I think he's going to uh, – I don't know. I think he could get a goal on this one, I would hope. Mm. Um, you know, Wofford just lost to Chelsea two to one. It was a three game unbeaten streak until that point. Um, and they're, they're ninth place now. So they're, they're trying to stay in the top 10 and us coming off that massive loss. It like, and that was only a third away loss in the season. This one is also away. We've only lost to Manchester city, man United and Liverpool on the road. So that, I mean, Rafa just does well in these environments. So for me, I, I just don't – I just kind of see us bunkering to countering. That's just how I – I don't know. It's boring, but that's just the way things go. <laughs> do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you think What do you think the score is going to be? Well, 1-1 one, one with a Rondon goal. I think it's going to be one-one as well. <laughs> we tied again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think I would be mad about a one-one tie. No, you take points on the road for sure, but we're not getting many at home, so that's. Uh... So maybe you're mad about a one-one tie then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because you're like because you're treating road games as home games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Watford, some stats. Watford's conceded at least two goals in six of their last seven home matches, and they've won their last three home matches against Newcastle. Um, I, I don't really have many other stats, to be honest, besides that. Um, we're just, we're just going to hope for at least a point. That's, that's how we're going to have to keep playing it from now. So that is it. You got anything on that match? No, uh, I just I just don't want it to be boring, but it's going to be. I don't know. It's just it. This seems like dark times for Newcastle, and like the only thing that can save us is the club being sold. Like it seems as if like Rafa's going to be done here if the club's not sold, um, and we'll just never be able to purchase players um, as long as Mike Ash is here, which is yeah. which isn't new. It's just like you know, for once there was a glimmer of hope and. It was coupled by a couple of wins, and now we have returned into the pit of utter despair. So, yeah, yeah. So here we go. I mean, it's it's an this is it has to be looked at a match where we can get something out of. So I hope we have a strong lineup here. That's all you can ask for. So uh, we only had one question for you today, and that question was graciously brought to you by Fubo TV. If you don't feel like watching boring football matches at for Newcastle United, you can pretty much find them anywhere else in the world on this app, and you should click the link on this podcast because we can open you to a new world of great things. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Elijah, you can do it. Are you getting a little tired? No, it's not one thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, See, I, I love this. Honestly. One. Honestly, with Fubo TV, I think the best part about Fubo TV 
is that because it's like mostly mobile based like it was it started off as a mobile kind of thing and they've still stayed true to that that kind of mobile streaming experience you could just like hop on a train or if you're like if you're if you're in the public transportation or hop in the back with uber and watch some soccer which is great not many other services can offer that especially because especially if you're american because we don't care about soccer in america unless you live in atlanta hey mls cup champion city atlanta it's true we're in the shirt right now yeah I'm just ready for Freddie Adu and the Las Vegas Lights, baby. I about to say Las Vegas Lights and the <laughs> the, the the helicopter like dropping a thousand dollars from a helicopter thing. Yeah, that's amazing. And the fact that they have llamas on the field before the match. Yeah, there's a lot that you're about to experience, dude. That is a wild place. And uh, Eric Winata too. Yeah, manager Eric Winata. Oh yeah. Um. So let's get to the question. This is from the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney. You can find him at Trevor Mooney 12. Uh, he says, what will Salah's winning score and choice of dive at the 2020 Summer Olympics to bring Egypt their first ever diving gold medal? So what would be his winning score and choice of dive? Uh, um, I would say he's going to go with the flailing songbird because that's what I saw there. He just like flailed and then landed perfectly. And he's going to get perfect tens across the board. And I don't really know what a good score in diving is. So just, like, whatever a good score in diving is, but, like, plus 50. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's, like, if that's even possible. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I, – I, I have watched diving in the Olympics before, but what I think he's going to do is going to do, a like, a back one-and-a-half flip Maybe nope. some four twisties, and then it's go, it's going to like you know diving like the whole point of it is to make the least amount of splash when you land in the pool, but he's not going to do that. He's going to have a lot of splash, and they're still going to give him tens, and he's going to win the gold medal. And everyone thinks he's cheated everybody into thinking he had a little splash when he didn't. I think that you're you got to keep it simple with Salah. <laughs> that's what i that's what we call him yeah so that's why i went with he's just gonna go flail his arms and somehow <laughs> maybe he should have somebody hold just tap his arm or shoulder as he dives and then yeah. he'll like flop into the pool and people will pity a 10 into him and, no that's what's gonna happen is the dive before is gonna be a legit dive like yeah. he's gonna have a legit dive and then like on his on his last round of diving, someone's going to tap his arm. He's going to flail off, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, and and everyone's going to blame it's rigged and all that. It's going to be like a Russian judge. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> all right, do you have anything else, Elijah? Um, no, I'm excited right. to watch some more Newcastle as we have Watford, then Man U, then Blackburn. Yes, so, yes. Um, and now Man U looks good, so that's a. Uh, that's that's a big concern. <laughs> Without a coach, they look yeah, good. yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's like they play better once they got rid of Jose Mourinho. It's <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. If, does that happen to other teams? I don't know. It's weird. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um. So we are going to come back with you after this match to preview Man United, and then yeah, and then we'll. 
do one later that week. That our next pod will be our Happy New Year's pod. So you're yeah, welcome. it'll be the New Year, <laughs> New Me pod. New yep. Year, New Pod. Yep. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. All right. <laughs> well, that concludes episode 29 of CHN Radio. I'm your host Greg Troxel. I'm with the best damn co-host in the land, the ATLian himself, Elijah Newsom. It's true. And we are out. You enjoy your holidays and away the lads. Oh, my God.